0: I've been eating a lot of waffles lately. Here's
1: the thing. I do like waffles. Yeah, but that's not why I eat waffles.
0: Why do you eat waffles?
1: For the maple syrup,
0: yeah. And when uh, have you gotten your comics yet? No, do you want me to? You should get your comics and show me what kind of maple syrup you keep in your home.
1: Mm. okay. Um, I'll be back when I want. So to see. I didn't get my comics because I only have two hands. Oh, and I had to you... bring you my syrups.
0: Oh, syrup is good. Waffles are good life is better with waffles I can't remember the last time I had waffles now I really want some waffles uh, don't forget your comics
1: Oh God I'm gonna go get my comics guys
0: So you went out you got your comics and you took off your undershirt
1: <laughs> you're welcome
0: <laughs> Is that what happened
1: one yeah. working with here <laughs> it's called called showmanship Jeff look into it.
0: Comic Place presents a perfectly acceptable robe cast. That's right. Take the dimmer on your light switch because it's 2023 and dim those lights. Pour out a sample glass of Flaviar Taster Whiskey and get ready for a very sophisticated robe cast. I am always am your robe mate, Jeff.
1: I am your secret society partner, Django. I am your rubber salesman, Roman. (laughs) (laughs) you... (laughs) Can you just talk a little bit more? Like what, it, yeah, expand it What type that? of rubber? Is it rubber or rubbers is the first question. And if okay, it's rubbers, is it boots or condoms?
2: Is this prophylactics? It's whatever you want it to be. I can say it. Amateur <laughs> phylactics. Man, no, for some reason, I
0: watched Romans the movie. Says, and... It's whatever you want it to be. Imagine if he has both of those items. <laughs> <laughs> just open my robe. Here we got the prophylactics. Here we got the tires. <laughs> <laughs> just that guy with condoms and wheels <laughs> hey that's right you guessed it this is a comic book podcast about comic books But not the other comics people who love comic books and run a Doing comic great. book shop and this is where the rubber
1: hits the road comics
0: yeah 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 <laughs> And I do want everyone to know that we are recording these in robes and Django elected to get up and get his comic books and take his shirt off and keep his robe smoking jacket on.
1: Dude, I was hot and now I'm hotter. Uh,
0: <laughs> that you are. That was the sound you get. Uh, um, We've got important things to do here today. There's a lot. Um, One of the main things is uh, acquire screen sharing privileges so that we'll be able to listen to an email here in just a moment, Um, and that's an exciting thing because it's always nice to have an email, voicemail from one of our friends here at The Missionary. So uh, with that in mind, Missionary Will has a message for us.
2: Hello and happy episode 335, my friends. Happy Advent season. I hope you guys are on your second day of um, the whiskey advent calendars. But um, but maybe you're on day one and day two today. I'm not sure, based off of uh, some previous conversations. But that did lead me to my question this week. What else would you guys enjoy uh, 24 days straight of? Maybe 24 days of comics? Um, What else? What else would you love in an advent calendar? Hope that's not too hard of a question for you guys, but I don't really care. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know mine. It would be an advent Calendar of 24-themed Provolactics.
1: Oh, I would like tires. His (laughs) pleasure.
0: Her pleasure. Ribbed his pleasure
1: (laughs) too smooth
0: (laughs) extra thick (laughs) numbing whoops their penis is gone
2: (laughs) reservoir tip reverse reservoir tip
0: i like like, sounding tip i like extra thick for no one's pleasure (laughs) 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 um mm, that would be (laughs) fun wearing a wool scarf it would also girther It would put a lot of, uh, you know, nonverbal pressure on your partner to feel like they had to have sex with you every day for a month. What do you think this one's called? (laughs) (laughs) He really thinks he's going to get 20. Okay. Um, (laughs) yes. Uh, What about you guys? Advent calendars.
1: Boy, this is the first advent calendar I've done this. This whiskey one since I heard probably when I was a little kid, I guess. But it wasn't really a thing in our house um Django and i are drinking day two as we speak you know what i what i would like and i could do this any any time and this this is ridiculous but i think it'd be pretty cool to have a like an advent calendar of tutorials for code or tutorials for anything you want right so it's not necessarily a physical thing but it's uh, just an advent calendar of learning about a thing hmm.
0: yeah um, mine would be... <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> That is fun That way you get to have a little fun You get to look forward to something But you also get to take something forward for the rest of your life okay? That's right
1: Look right. forward, take forward
0: um, I think it would be really fun to Take a bunch of old Christmas comics That I've got put, a bo- put them together in a box Roll them up real tight Slide them into the box like these whiskey things Ooh. And pull out a Christmas comic every day And read one comic a day for a month And have it be Christmas comics
1: Dude, we should make those next year. Yeah, we should. We could do it out of diamond boxes. Yeah, we could. Yeah, that's a good idea. hmm Smart.
2: Wow, yeah, that's really fun.
1: What about you, Roman? Yeah, I don't
2: know. I, yeah, tires. I also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want a complex one where I open every day and I pull out a little slip and I get a a wonderful pastry from some mm. one of the local bakeries or pastry places,
0: or just a reminder each day that you're one close, one day closer to death. That'd be oh, nice.
2: I, I, I wake up every one morning. Day think closer. Of that. <laughs> That's every one morning. Day cl- really? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're worried about death. <laughs> That's my first thought when I wake up. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> huh? You need,
1: a you need Jeff's advent calendar to remind you that you're still virile. Yes. It's not just in case if, I actually don't know. Jeff, is he virile still? This is a terribly insensitive joke. <laughs> I was asking if you still get a boner.
0: That's what you oh, were yeah. asking. You well, are you nipotent? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm omni and potent. <laughs> Except I'm not.
0: <laughs> that's not an appropriate conversation for the podcast. We should do a separate podcast
2: that's all about that. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, It would be
2: our highest viewership (laughs) ever. It was
1: it was a little bit weird until you got into it, Roman. And now it's really weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey, you guys, we got to talk business here. It's comic books, and that's what we do. Uh, Interesting week of comic books, not a punchy in the face week, but some very pretty good comics came out this week. No, like huge releases with one exception. (laughs) This week we saw the kickoff of Tom Taylor and Ivan Reese's. I did not realize there's Ivan Reese um, on Titans Beast World. Tom Taylor's first Titans event mm. in the DC Universe. Um, cool. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> first, I mean, he's, event. Only been,
2: he's only been writing it for like five issues. Didn't didn't. Oh, OK. Well, did I, I guess I'm confused. I thought he did the DC Unleashed or DC Zombie, whatever that thing's called. Well,
0: that wasn't in main
2: continuity. So
0: that this is like oh. his first
2: Titans. Event. Oh, OK, you know, he's okay. Writing yeah. Titans. Um,
0: yeah, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, And Danny Mickey with on the inks here. I was I have I've been on record as not being super, super excited for this event, Beast World. I didn't know necessarily what it was going to be about. Uh, I would have rather been able to like, we just got done with night terrors. I want to read my DC books for a while and not have a bunch of crossovers. That said, I read this comic and it was fucking awesome. It is it like all of <laughs> yeah. the things that you want a comic book with superheroes to be mm-hmm. like high stakes action fast at all, like kind of unfolds really naturally this huge problem that they're they're needing to face. Um, like the relationships are on point here. He's done enough work in Titans before this that it. I think that there's, yeah, there's feels like there's a lot of stakes between the relationships, you know, like Raven and Gar and um you get some great Starro stuff. I, yeah, th- I think this is as good as you want big, fun superhero comics to be.
1: And it has Starro. And once
0: again, it has Starro and, and it has Starro Beast Boy Starro.
2: Spoilers for everyone. We talk about the things and we spoil them. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it introduce a like Lovecrafty and a horrible, much worse version counterpart to Skotaro. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. This, I didn't, I wasn't looking forward to this series. Yeah. And I love the Titans. I love the Titans, but even so, I was like, it's a crossover event centered on Beast Boy. I mean, and like who cares? everyone's
0: turned into animals. Like, I don't, they haven't given me enough to make me excited about it they've been keeping it kind of close to the
2: vest so yeah and this and yeah like you said this is surprisingly good it's all it all flows well i mean beast boy uses his powers in some really cool ways um and it, and it's it just went places i didn't expect and and by the end of this first issue it's did some different things that it goes beyond what i what little i did expect of it
0: it's it's the first time in a minute that tom taylor's mainstream continuity stuff has felt to me like some more of his out of continuity stuff Mm -hmm. when i think about Mm -hmm. like deceased or like dark origin or dark dark age whatever that marvel one or you know, D- Dark Knights oh, yeah. of Steel. He does huge, crazy, fun ideas and and kind of pushes the bounds of what we are seeing within superhero comics. And this one, he's really doing that, you know, like Gar turning into a giant whale to, like, increase the like, whatever thing was because the amount of oxygen gray is, matter. He has gray matter for his brain. Yeah. So that he could then become a whole bunch of Staros or a huge Starro. so yeah. good yeah it was just like you're like oh wow i didn't think about that which is like a tom taylor kind of thing he and donny cates while doing it differently both do a, a yeah. pretty fantastic job of of like playing like your favorite instances of watching people play with your toys and
1: i think the the for me the main difference between them is that i think tom taylor does relationships a little bit better for me quite a bit than yeah. donny cates like yeah. donny donny plays with the action figures real fun but mm-hmm. uh taylor gives you a uh more touchstones for the characters themselves um i love the mystery that we get set up like who is this doctor hate and also how have how has nobody made a doctor hate character by now
0: i Come agree on, rest and of the yeah, writer world <laughs> i can't remember where they appeared recently but like at the end of a thing maybe night terrors or lazarus planet or something okay ended and and this person was
1: but we didn't know who they were, and no. now Gar knows who they are.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's a great mystery. I'm Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Who is this?
1: And the the uh, the well, I mean, the the whale thing I thought was really really fun. And I don't know if you guys are reading the regular Titans, but the great the the big reveal at the end of the last issue was that the uh, oh, I don't remember his name. The the guy from the church, yeah, who's kind of the the bad guy here. He revealed himself as a Tameranian at the end of that last issue did i say that did i say that race right roman yeah
2: yeah in fact i was wondering if, if he's like i mean maybe not because i it was years ago but years of, like in the 80s i think they said that uh starfire has a little brother too and what i was wondering Ooh. what happened to that guy is that who this guy is nice but maybe nice. not maybe it's just another Tamaranian.
1: if i have yeah. one complaint oh mm-hmm. go ahead Jeff. no 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 i like it better when Starro's on your face rather than in your mouth yeah,
0: or... <laughs> he made tiny Staros that go inside everyone's mouth. I like that less, less but yeah. I can write it off because it's Beast Boy doing it, and, uh, you know.
1: Well, it's, it's what the Cthulhu Starro was doing, trying to do, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. I wasn't necessarily interpreting it as, like, anything related to Staro. Is, did, is that wrong? It's, like, kind um, of an equivalent, but I thought it was just, like, a Lovecraftian Dark
2: Star thing.
1: Well, at some point... Yeah.
2: Well, that ancient tome that I think starfire has from tamaran um says that just star the starro or staros and this thing are ancient enemies okay yeah the necro the necro star that's it the necro star that's a good name
1: and And i'm a little i'm a little on the fence about starro being a good guy yeah i don't super love that but I, i i guess they don't explicitly tackle that in here just anybody can fight a giant Cthulhu bad guy, whether they're good, good people or bad people. Right. 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 Yeah. And
0: just the the Im, like the full page image of like Beast Boy Starro with his like soul having been taken out floating in space is like super yeah. creepy and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah.
1: good comic booking.
0: Yeah, I, I was like I said, not super, super excited about this, but I'm I'm quite pumped to be reading at least this main series going forward.
1: Well, and looking at it, the crossover part of it, It's a bunch of one shots and then one issue each. I guess two issues of Nightwing, a couple issues of Titans, one issue of action comics. Like Yeah, you're right. It doesn't totally stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I couldn't put this in the same camp as Night Terrors because it is mostly just a Titans thing. I'll be interested to see how many people are all in. Yeah. We have the next one is Waller Rising. Yikes yeah i know they're not
0: that amanda waller thing is still happening um yeah i i i'm giving only whole whole number scores this week and i gave that one a nine just to make averages a little easier
1: all right i'm i'm giving whatever the fuck i want scores because that's how yeah. i roll i'm yeah. giving it an eight and a half if i was limited to whole numbers it's not um, limited django it's what i want yeah but if i was limited to whole numbers <laughs> i would give it a, a nine also I, I would round up Roman, and let's I, hear your gooey. And I, I, I,
2: well, I haven't done a gooey in a long time, have I? No, you get, um, you gooeyed it within the last month. I did okay. Yeah, um, I would get, i would, uh, yes, a nine at least.
1: Every every episode is someone's first episode, and for those of you who don't know, a gooey is a gooey duck, and uh, that is Roman's gigantic number ten. Uh, that gives this book an average score. Thanks to Jeff of eight point eight three. So thanks for taking me for You know
2: But but Django, wait, wait, wait. I I just realized. I mean, we got a we got the necro star. We got a big old Garfield Logan staro green staro. We got, got a Garfield got this, whale. Yeah, we got this uh, marine theme going on here. I I can't give I so I shouldn't give this anything less than a gooey. Yep. T- That's ten, ladies and
0: germs. Um, if yeah, this is uh everybody's, you
1: know,
2: no, I, I look forgot at the, it. the horrible toothed maw, in the middle of this necro starts. it's horrible.
1: It's so good. Uh, well that 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 puts us at nine point one seven. Also very convenient.
0: I uh, I remembered it for, because it could be every someone's first episode, and if it's your first episode, you might not know who Garfield is. And oh, sorry, Beast Boy. It is a giant cat that hates Mondays. Love Lasagna, lasagna. and he's found his way into our Titans comics.
2: Barely tolerates Odie. Yeah, Odie is so fucking awesome. Speaking of
0: Lovecraftian and Cthulian, we got the flash number three this week. (laughs) Cy Spurrier, Mike Diodato Jr. I think I figured out what I don't like about this comic.
1: Oh, what don't you like about it? Nothing because it's fucking rad. No, it has a definitive (laughs) thing. Okay.
0: I hate how fucking willy nilly this guy just puts quippy fun little sentences in his text bubbles that are lowercase letters amongst all these other capitalized things and it annoys the shit out of me and he, i've been seeing it more and more in other comic books but he's been doing it the whole time in this series
1: dude when i was reading it i thought i really like that mm-hmm. because it's an aside that and, and it, it mm-hmm. tells you how they say it mm-hmm. that's that's interesting that uh, mm-hmm. you just want your comics to be like they used to was no, it just takes me out. You think of politics out. in your comics. Jeff? It just
0: takes me out every time I read it. I'm like, huh. all right, okay, you want to say it like this or whatever. A lot of them are things that don't need to be said. It's like, oh look at this kind of kind of quippy thing.
1: Yeah, I I guess for me it just it just means it it just kind of makes it a little more natural. But okay, so you don't like that.
0: I saw it for the first time like Six or seven months ago, and it was in a week where Cy Spurrier, Spurrier was writing a comics and Rom V was also writing a comic and they both did it. And it was the first week that I'd noticed somebody doing it. And I kind of liked it at that point. But now, like, I can't do it without, like, deciding how I want to say it or, like, it, it just takes me out. Like, I have to <laughs> think about the pronunciation of it or, like, the anyway. Yeah. The fact I think that, it's that cool. difference there it means I have to think about what that difference is.
1: So this is Hassan Otsman Elahu yeah. doing the letters. I wonder if that's a thing that they normally do. They've if, been doing if, like, it if it's, everything if it's, uh, for a while now. I wonder if it's a letterer thing yeah. or a writer thing. Yeah. And then also, um, we don't often get comics doing something new that comics don't normally do, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And I. Kind of hope that it sticks around and becomes something that's just part of the comic book tapestry. I think this book is doing another thing that we don't see a lot of, and that's the weirdo paneling off the edges of the page, which is a Diodato thing. Yeah, he does like a, lot a of definitively that. Yeah. Diodato thing. Um, but I like the chaos that it adds to this and mm-hmm. kind of hints at a much larger world than whatever's going on with the characters on the page. I wouldn't mind if he was using it maybe a little more purposefully, like. Mm -hmm. There's only really one page in here where it goes off the corner of, well, two pages where it goes off all around the pictures. Um, Yeah,
2: it feels
0: like it's a little bit more like using the medium to do something, but it's not, but it's still very cool. But it seems like maybe it would be doing more than it. Like you would be saying something and, and he's not, but it does look really cool.
1: But there are there are two panels where it does... Like it, it goes all the way. And and mm-hmm. those two pages are doing it on purpose as a
3: thing. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I love the horror elements of this. I love the, the, like how we don't really know what's going on here. And there's all this like bizarro pseudo science. Uh, it, it could be fantastical or it could be science fiction or it could be like cosmic in your brain nonsense. Um, I'm, I'm, really 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 enjoying this book
0: yeah this was probably my favorite issue of the series so far
1: it's a lot of words they're like they're they're covering a lot of ground and and letting the characters go in incorrect directions and be wrong before they kind of figure out what's going on and i really appreciate that
0: yeah it doesn't feel it didn't feel too laborious at any time with the words for me um but yeah i i like I like the art quite a bit. I definitely like this direction for the Flash. Um, mm-hmm. This feels kind of like an interesting Wally to me, like a more adolescent Wally or something, like a little bit funnier um, than Wally that I assume. But um, but yeah, yeah. I the Garrod costume is kind of weird, but yeah this this is good. I, this folded man, that's kind of fun. Do we know him? I don't read the yeah. Flash.
2: I think he's been around before. Okay. I, I don't remember when because I was a run of the Flash. I didn't read, I think, but he sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I really like the art in this, like, kind of statue to place with, like, outside of time. Yeah. And I like just big kind of ideas like that. Like, oh, we're in a place with no time. And you're like, okay, cool. Does that mean nothing changes? Or does that mean we're always in a hurry? Or, like, what is, you
2: know, like, it's cool.
1: What about were, the, uh, oh, go ahead, Roman.
2: Oh, no, I, I, I really like the, um the pseudoscience of it, too. I, I mean, I love the fact that, uh, um, just the idea that the, all the speedsters, DC speedsters have been using the speed force and have never even given a thought that it's every time they use their powers, they're maybe having this negative effect on another dimensional level and exploring that is cool. Along with the fact that they're not ignoring that like uh Wally's wife is going through some stuff and is depressed because she had speed powers mm-hmm. for a little while. Now she does it and you know what that's doing to her.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's pretty probably the best flash comic that's been coming out you know in a really long time
1: my my favorite flash comic that I've ever read I think oh nice <laughs> um I really like the the gorilla mm-hmm. that shows up that's being like just having swipes taken out of its yeah its body or really it's being cool effect and it's it's lettering like everything is wrong with that monkey and uh, <laughs> I I really think it's cool yeah um I, I'm going to give it a 10. Like, this this is my favorite comic that I read this week. I think. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Anything that can get me to read the flash, which I've never really enjoyed gets extra points.
2: Oh, now Django's a max Mercury fan. Sweet. Oh yeah. Django, you like max Mercury?
1: Who? The blue and white (laughs) guy that was hanging out with him.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give it an eight.
1: The Ocho. How many points are you docking it for the, the lettering thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) None at all. Um, I used to do that in like junior high essays, you know, like parentheses and then a thought very akin yeah. to these. Like I, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't bother me when used differently. Um, right? but yeah, yeah, I'm not
1: docking any points for that. Nice. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Yeah. I'm going to rewrite Watchmen with those, uh, those little asides. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the asides that gives us an average of nine. For this issue wow guys. that's a high ranking score yeah
0: I tanked that value you guys I'm sorry
1: yeah you know tell it to Mike Diodato and uh Cy Spurrier
0: okay I will tell them that
1: <laughs> hey Roman did you know that hmm?
0: the next issue of firepower is the final issue I think I read that in the a letters page or something a couple issues ago that's I was like what no I only realized it with this issue
2: I know it's a bummer
0: it is that feels very sudden But in his letters page, he does respond to somebody being like, well, are you, like, doing all that Energon Universe stuff, and that's why you're ending this? And he's like, no, I knew this was going to be the end, which is why I've started doing the Energon stuff, Um, which is a good response. But, yeah, I've just not a ton to say about this series. It hasn't done anything, like, brand new and, like, insanely exciting in the last, like, handful of issues, but... I will miss it a lot. It's an issue like a series that I've, I've really loved keeping up with and I'll always be grateful that Roman got me to start reading it because
2: I'd given it a pass. I, I agree. I'm going to miss it too. I mean, I hope someday maybe he'll come back to it. Yeah. But yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, I hope so. Or like Somni could get a big jump on the <laughs> art or something. But yeah, it's, it seems like it's going to have brought up some issues in this final issue that I will want. Like I, I won't want to have been resolved within one issue. I want more interpersonal stuff between all these characters. I'm going to miss it very much. I give this issue an 8.
1: What issue is it? 29. 29. That's that's interesting cuz he did 146 issues of Walking Dead or whatever and 144 I think 144 of, of Invincible. Yeah. Have they ever even ended Outcast or is that still going? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Got, it's probably got no over. Idea. It's probably over, but <clears throat> yeah. That seems I mean, I guess he he's doing the opposite of what Mark Miller does, right? Which is three or four issue stories, but this seems, I haven't been reading it, but it feels like the kind of thing that could go on as long as sales support it.
0: I think so. And I don't, I, yeah, I feel like sales probably just aren't supporting it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you gave it a 10, right? No, I gave it an eight. I know. Oh, same I know as the flash. flash. This hey. is why sometimes we go
2: on past years and I don't get people.
1: Past scores. what? Ro- what was Roman score? Oh, oh, I didn't know I uh, read it.
2: I did read it. I'm trying to remember. I read it on Tuesday because we didn't have enough copies. Um, and now I, and I read it fast. So I don't. That's really classic firepower. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. I, I'm sure I probably gave it like a seven. Yeah. At least.
0: Django. One thing happened to us while we were in Texas and New Orleans.
1: A lot of things happened to us when we were in Texas, bud.
0: We somehow got pushed into a big muscle car, and the two of us <laughs> drove like hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. Did
1: you're you wondering
0: you have drive like hell, Jeff? It's, it's got muscle cars, and it's, it's got the Rich Doke
1: and Alex McCormack. And your friend and mine, Hassan Atman Elahu Elhow. What
0: Hassan El Elhow? El
1: I'm going to call him Ho, just his initials. H O E. I like that. Um, so even though this one has a lot of little tiny text in between other texts, uh, <laughs> and it's car chases in a comic book, which <coughs> does
0: this have a little shouldn't... tiny text between other texts?
1: Yeah, it's got it's got it's got a lot of little tiny asides. Like, oh, crap. It's got, uh, it just has like a lot of different sized fonts.
0: So I can only imagine that you're a little butthurt that I don't like your flashbook as much as you. So you're trying no, no, to no. legitimize <laughs> my concerns about it by Not bringing at all. up my inability to like a comic here because it happens in this one.
1: I wouldn't have even looked for it except that it's the same letterer. I
0: feel like that's a totally different thing though. These are just like comics. Well, cards.
1: I should think so. Driving like a damn, uh, I mean, a dang lunatic. Did you do that right? there? Like, yeah, he does. He does it on the first few pages, like page five or something. Um, and then does he, it the, change the from
0: over like lowercase to capital.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't change from lowercase to capital, but it's like that's the, the, problem, I that's the, the problem. I have that's the
0: lowercase. Yeah, it's the exact okay. like the changing the size of it, you know, like in my mind changes volume, but like changing lowercase to capital it does like it could do a lot it of It puts things. it in parentheses it puts it in parentheses yeah yeah, yeah. which is okay. a different thing in my mind whereas okay. if you want to be using it to tell like a volume difference or intensity difference like i totally get that with size for it but keeping the same over like lowercase and capital font like a consistency there but but the other one is like interesting ambiguous to me
1: all right. Well, I didn't notice that until just now when I was mm. looking for something to hurt your feelings with.
0: <laughs> you didn't hurt my feelings. I just, uh, I really yeah, like flipping the chessboard on you. You little yellow. Rose, Listen, we're
1: just two old watery. guys with a
0: pigeon playing chess in the park.
1: <laughs> Roman, are you going to take that? He <laughs> called you a pigeon. <laughs> I like pigeons. Pigeons are cool. Oh,
0: yeah, they're
3: one of my um, favorite
1: birds. I really I thought that this was much better than the first issue. The first issue relied heavily on car chase stuff and didn't super work for me this one has some car chase oh, no. stuff that i think works better especially now that we have a little more characters established um i really thought the preacher was a lot of fun um it's it's like mad max with the, righteous the actual gemstones. devil uh, yeah mad max Righteous. You roman's got
2: a thumbs up <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: roman do you tried- mean to do that i was trying to duplicate i saw a thumbs up couple up in an air in a word balloon bubble and it popped on the screen and i don't know where that came from i, I was trying it to see if doesn't i could do it, do it. yeah ai is
1: ai is looking at us and if if it catches you doing a thumbs up it will it'll it'll give us a thumbs up
0: really? um roman are, are you reading this book sorry uh no no you're I'm not are not really i'm just enjoying quiet. Django's summations of it i really liked uh your your thumbs up inclusion roman <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's cool it's like mad max meets the righteous gemstones to me like the the giant megachurch people feel very much like the righteous gemstones um just because that's probably my only exposure to giant megachurch people uh i think that this might be one of my lesser favorite written stories these two people have done and so far but And I know that I've been given the kind of like, I love this artist, but I sometimes his faces look too much alike. But I think this issue maybe had some of my favorite art of his in a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the people did really stand out in this one. And like, no, I didn't really have any problem with like possibly getting people mixed up. And there's just a ton of personality in all the characters. And yeah, it's the is 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 insane in all of the car chase stuff like it's
1: he's managed to give motorcycles and cars personality while not making them cartoony yeah right just with angles more than anything
0: yeah yeah there's some crazy angles and the fire effects are pretty amazing like he he you know we've been talking about his like darkness and his shadows and stuff and in previous stuff Mm -hmm. but this one's got um some really interesting uses of light in it yeah and yeah it's it's funny or we, it's kind of weird and macabre in a way that's i don't know if i've associated that much with them
1: and he's he's doing his own colors too he's doing all the oh art. is he that's amazing yeah. wow, it's, it's a th- it's a three guy team on the writing art and letters um yeah man i i think it's i think it's really really better than the first issue was
0: i think so too um,
1: and I, I love the the stupid trope of the truck driver who gets cut off and decides to join the chase yeah it's like nah fuck you you can't cut me off i'm going to follow you down and now Although, he's embroiled in this satanic mad max situation with school buses
0: there's the part where like the guy and the girl are in the car and she's got like the hole in her head and she's covered in blood and then she mm-hmm. gets a hat and they get out of the car and she's like and she's changed not covered her clothes in and she's like totally clean yeah i was like is that a different person uh, no, she she's a suddenly
1: shirt? clean person. She must change her shirt.
0: Yeah, because I think in the panel before, he's maybe holding a like a red mass, And I assumed that was probably like the bloody clothes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. So he just helped her change, which I'm thankful for because she just was a little too gruesome. It, it didn't seem to be adding to the story. Plus her yeah. hat. Now her hat says, let's taco about Jesus with a picture of a taco on it. Which is pretty good. Pretty awesome.
0: Um, I love the art in it because I am bound by this horrible constraint. I'm going to give it a 7.0. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to give it. Is it round if you say the point out loud? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's even
0: more satisfying. It's very it's huh? like a egg
1: point. Oh, just no more than a set. Uh, 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 nope. No more. I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. Um. By the way, Mm -hmm. slightly on topic, did you guys watch the Furiosa movie trailer that came out this week? Yes. Yes. I want to see it so bad. Yeah. It looks way faker than the other one, but I want to see it so bad.
0: I wasn't expecting it at all, and it just started playing during football last night. And I I thought there was going to be a little more fanfare about where I would run into that trailer, right? Yeah. Maybe a theater or something. Um, It looks awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, that uh, Hemsworth boy is looking... Early in it, it's
1: Chris, right? Is it's, it? Thor. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, it's Thor, I think it's Thor,
1: but with a full beard. And it looks like maybe he doesn't shave, which I think is a, an awesome thing for somebody like <laughs> that. To do.
2: And they yeah. and they like cgi his nose is different, it's CGI'd his face. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. maybe they put
2: I think they made his nose bigger. And
1: okay, and Anya did. Taylor Joy, like I wouldn't mm, have wanted no. anybody to take over for the real Furiosa, but this the is Almond guy.
0: Taylor Joy, yeah, love yeah. it. Hey, check this out, you
1: guys. I got an email from Nathan Butcher. Okay.
0: Hi, you have a fun podcast, and I'm happy Hi. for the chance to be a part of it. I wanted oh, that to sounds weigh-
1: sounds like a setup for something really negative, Nathan. You're making me worried.
0: <laughs> I want to weigh in on the Geiger conversation from two weeks ago. I think what they're doing now is full-on publishing. Ghost Machine is now all-encompassing from start to finish and a fully creator-owned company, whereas Mad Ghost was an imprint shared universe within Image. I actually agree with Django that the amount of new content in that issue was disappointingly low, but I think all the publishing versus imprint mumbo jumbo is why it was important for them to release the ground zero issue this way. I found a lot of this info Mm. in the back matter, but forgive me if I'm wrong about any of it as a retailer or as a consumer. Do you have any opinions or forecasts on what would on what the world of fully creator owned print publishing is going to look like down the line? Is there room for it to truly disrupt? Thanks, you nom nom, nice boys, Nabu. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> I like him a lot. Um, creator owned print publishing.
1: Hmm. 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 As as a guy who sees what goes into the publishing side of things more than Nathan probably does. I think that having a strictly creator owned publishing house is really difficult because not only do you have to be uh, an artist or a writer, but you also have to be a promoter. You have to be dealing with um, figuring out how to get your stuff printed, um, having somebody separate the art. You're dealing with schedules for everybody involved. You have to figure out how to get distribution. You have to deal with retailers who are complaining and need returns. Um, I w- will admit that I wasn't really listening to the question because uh, I got distracted. I hope that answers my part of
0: Yeah, I think it. it's an interesting question And line of thought, I think, I mean, you look, if you were to walk into my house, you'd know that I'm a huge, huge fan of like physical media, like records and comics and things to hold. And that's how I want to take in art. I don't really like taking it in digitally. I will say that it seems like the biggest barrier for that creator owned stuff is the fact that physical consumption is the main way that people take in comics. Mm -hmm. And so promotion. Physical, like printing creation of it and then distribution seem like the big barriers, whereas if it was all digital, the line between a Marvel comic and a creator owned comic would be how willing you are to pay for it, which promotion would still be a factor and um, just, you know, the quality of the of the work in it, the writing and the art, Um, but if there was no like physical distribution, it would just be a person finishing a comic and then getting it onto an online store. Like apps are it's yeah, I I guess I'm just thinking about what stands in the way of aspects of it now.
1: So um, Rob Guillory went from doing chew with John Layman um, to pretty quickly did farmhand, which is written and drawn and completely helmed by him. And some of the delays in volume one and volume two. And then I think there was a huge delay for volume three were like him learning the ropes of being the amount of a self publisher that image makes you be because mm-hmm. image helps, but image doesn't do right everything for you. And um, I think that it was a lot more work than he had expected when he jumped in to do his own book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, When creators put out something digital, if they're savvy, they're doing a digital thing and then kickstarting it and including a retailer tier and then finding a publisher to publish it after the fact so that Mm -hmm. they aren't shipping on their own for the next 20 years, right? A publisher can warehouse it and and they get less of a cut, but it's just kind of an automated thing at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It... (sighs) It's an interesting aspect. You know, I would liken it to aspects of the music industry, right? Like, what is the benefit of being on a record label? And we're seeing more and more now that record labels don't have a huge purpose in the music industry as much as they did 30 years ago, like drastically different. Unless
1: you want to be a Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah, which is a, you know, 0.001% of an already small population.
1: But you're Um, not going to get to that point without a record label behind you, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah you exactly but i think that that is lessening and lessening Mm -hmm. like i think that the chances of being able to succeed without that record label behind you so like a big way to get people to take and look on your comic book is if it has an image branded logo on it or a boom branded logo right like they represent a unified vision of something so you know like the mad ghost the image stuff the ghost machine all of that you know it it, i liken it a little bit to that but then it's it's a different thing as well because it's right like it's several creators working together to have their own shared universe and their name is big enough you know that's a unique one i don't see a lot of drawbacks to that right like it's kind of a collective it's not the Gilroy method of doing it alone it's you know it seems to me like a pretty successful way of going about it Uh,
1: i think the drawback is to the readers Mm -hmm. because these guys are tying themselves to their own thing and presumably not going to be doing anything for any other companies right now. Right. That's a good point. And I would love to see more work from Tomasi on more DC books. Yeah. I mean, we are getting Tomasi who's part of it.
0: I think so. I would, I think so. But Jeff Johns for sure. Um, who is doing DC books right now? Um,
1: Yeah, but is he going to keep doing them? Like, yeah, and like, so many false starts from him on DC in the last five years.
0: Yeah. I mean, image and DC, you know, like the benefit of an image type thing is, you know, that if going into it, you know, that you're not producing nine issues of a comic a year, like doing, you know, six, three months off and six and whatnot. Like, if you know that, I think that you, as as long as your reader base or whatever is comfortable waiting, which not many people are, you Mm -hmm. can bound, you know, have a synergy between those two things right like jason aaron has done marvel and image stuff kind of you know simultaneously for a while so yeah it is it is a downside you are chaining yourself to something like even this firepower thing right like chris somni i'm now i'm like oh cool we might get to see chris somni do other stuff and he's been doing jonah the impossible monster this whole time too but like yeah it's how about a batman i would love that um yeah thank you nathan great question and i like thinking about that stuff and all of the the gears and things associated with it um
1: yeah sorry no i didn't mean to step on you i was just gonna make a i came up with another condom name it was the strangler
0: oh it's a really tight one
1: yeah yeah Ballooning Uh, sized for for your pressure but poorly
0: yeah yeah it actually restricts blood flow to the point where your member balloons a little bit inside the sheath and it can increase your girth and length, but if you leave it on for more than two hours, uh, you can deal with some serious blood flow problems.
1: Some people call it the purpler. Yeah, the purpler.
0: I hardly know her. Um, you guys, do you want to talk about the end of anhedonia?
1: Anhedonia. Yeah. Hardly ever even known you.
0: <laughs> I like that. What are
1: you talking about?
0: I didn't read that. What it was the end of going into this issue, um, and just started reading it, and that was a fun experiment. Um, to try and extrapolate what this is a meditation on the end of as an issue, um, and I I would like to have done that
1: experiment more with each you of talk the. About swan song, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, I would love to talk about swan song. What's, yeah, yeah. What is anhedonia, by the way? Uh,
0: anhedonia is oftentimes lifted listed as like a side effect for medication or like lithium. Um that thing where people would stop taking their medicine because they stop feeling things. Mm -hmm. It's like the like the cessation of you know, sensation. It's the stopping of like joy and the feelings of positivity in your life.
1: Oh, right. The opposite of hedonism.
0: (sighs) I didn't think about that, but there you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or not the opposite, but the lack of.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So no Dude, hedonistic. nice work.
1: This this issue, I I don't read comics very often, and think, man, this is going to be right up Jeff's alley. Uh-huh. And I read this one, and I thought, this is probably going to be right up Jeff's alley. But I didn't even think of the fact that the only, I think it's the only. Now there's a couple of splash pages in here, but one of the splash pages in here includes a kid talking directly to Roman, a future customer, saying, "What is a condom?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe that's what condoms were on my mind. <laughs> that must be it, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh
1: a future customer.
0: Yeah, Romans.
1: <laughs> I can't even really I, I can't tell you what happened in this issue, but I can tell you that the feeling it gave me was uncomfortable. And um I I enjoyed every second of that discomfort.
2: Roman, are you
0: reading this? Yeah,
2: yeah, I read this. Nice. Um, it was it was very uncomfortable. Um but it was cool, like, you know, we always enjoy a good therapy book. Um, mm-hmm. the trails of therapy and the different therapeutic process processes. Um, yeah, now I'm flipping through it. I was like, I know I enjoyed this. I was flipping through it, going, What what happened with this story? Where did this guy end up?
0: Yeah. So I guess my my are we all on the same page. A guy goes in for like a therapy appointment and kind of goes into like a meditation thing where he kind of like zins out or, you know. Retreats his consciousness down hypnotist hypnotherapy, right? And he's depressed or anhedonic. And through this therapy thing, he kind of like creates a visual map of his own internal consciousness and kind of gets in touch with the childhood version of himself that experienced joy that he's kind of metaphorically locked away. And throughout it all, while he's talking to this childlike version, there's kind of like the the looming overhead nature of real world life and and everything that looms over him and and he kind of gets finds an ability
1: to be in touch with that
0: lovely portion of life again. Does that is that does that feel like everything to everyone? Is that
1: yeah? The last yeah, page, like, I guess, he, was he literally thing. hangs oh. out with his inner child.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Roman. And maybe and maybe at the end he's. Well, I guess he's got a little smile. I guess he's kind of perhaps about that last panel. I mean, was he out of his uh, anhedonia or not? It's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I I feel like there's an additional aspect of this issue that I'm not quite fully grasping what he's trying to say with, which is like that maybe like kind of, I guess, earlier in it, he's sort of talking about feeling collaged.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, And the whole issue
1: is collage.
0: And the whole issue is collage. So I think that maybe there's a metaphor of the collaged that i haven't yeah. fully grasped
1: yeah i mean at the cr- end he goes to the candy store which is something he clearly hasn't done for a long time uh-huh. just because his his child said that he loves that candy right yeah like he's getting over his hang-ups about treating himself and having fun with something by going to the candy shop yeah, yeah. And
2: there's something in there about well like when he leaves the uh the therapist office he says time don't mean squat and i think it's there's a statement, and the fact that it all happens in trance therapy. There's there's some overall statement about maybe that we're not running out of time. That you know you can always heal or start to heal, start the process, yeah, or even believe you can heal.
0: This collaged thing, the line of dialogue is, I feel feel pieced together, made from different parts, collaged, and yeah. So maybe they're trying to say something about like his sense of who he is now is. is not as in touch with what its core who he is and he's more the sum of a whole bunch of experiences or perceptions or events that have happened to him and is like you know which is kind of like more a reactionary state than kind of being uh truly this sort of like person that you are cuz like as he's in the library he's not collaged or drawn collaged at all and he seems to have solved it and then at the end there is that shot again of him being collaged like he was when he says right thanks a million doc like at the beginning of it when he shows up and begins it that collage there's a duality of how he's you know being normally drawn and being this collage thing which i think is kind of like a visual representation of yeah how he feels about himself feeling pieced together and made from different parts and not this sort of unified being
1: but well, he seems to have come to a, a good amount of peace by the end, right? Yeah, like no, he, he totally I I discounted does that last panel as
0: just a W Maxwell Prince
1: just a panel. just a last panel. Like yeah. not, not part of the story even.
0: Yeah. To me that was just the sort of like Maxwell Prince oftentimes does like a and it was all okay or was it type thing. You know, like <laughs> and it all worked out. Except for no wait. You know, like it is yeah. is kind of a thing that he does. So like I I I didn't put a whole ton of stock in it. Cause it's just like, yeah, at, at any given moment, your sense of being able to be complete or have found happiness can go away as well.
1: Yeah. So if you look on what, like page seven or so, um, there's a very similar collage and every other time that he, we see him as a collage, it doesn't look the same as that, but this is a really similar collage, like taken from the same teeth and eyeballs and horns. Yeah. Um, and i don't know if it's supposed to be a callback there but like him enjoying the kid or like being cool with the kid having a birthday party instead of being an asshole about kids birthday parties like he was in the beginning and and eating candy and like hanging out with this kid who was him like yeah this this was like the first book i read this week and i was a little bit rusty on it when we started talking but now i remember that it made me cry when he bought nice. the candy which I don't know what the fuck that means but it means it's a 10 buddy it means it's a 10 for sure yeah. um but it also means like i don't know like there there, there was something in this that in 20 some pages w maxwell prince and the artist um alex ekman lawn there's so many three word names this <laughs> month um but the cover was by sam wolf Connolly, and the letters <laughs> are by good old neon what the heck
0: good old neon
1: a bunch of serial killers um assassins the yeah this this was just like like a perfect meditation on on figuring your shit out for me
0: yeah i i think it was fantastic i'm giving it a nine i'm
1: giving it a ten i'm trying to give it a nine the the, i don't know about you guys but often when i read um something that's that has collage art in it Mm -hmm. i either don't like it at all or i don't like big swaths of it and i thought that this was super super effective yeah like,
0: i hate to be closed minded but i almost like if it's collage don't classify it as the same as a lot like it's just like in my brain it doesn't seem the same as comic booking like it's a different yeah. thing and and i think to your point i didn't feel that at all in this issue
1: no even even when they used photographs in the collage which i don't like in comics like you start at a huge deficit if you've got photographs pasted into your comic panels yeah with the Um, exception of kirby thought it was fucking great
2: yeah that's a great point because i hadn't thought about that either but i kind of feel the same way unless it's dave mckean i usually don't like it
1: yeah even dave mckean like i i don't like his stuff as inside the comic as much when it's got photographs in it Mm,
0: yeah um hey roman did you read x-men blue origins number one uh Blue Origin, wasn't that the a movie? Nightcrawler um, Mystique I did. issue. I did. Okay. Blue
1: Lagoon, Roman.
0: Well, uh, we should oh, talk yeah. about this, and I'm going to try and not put my foot in my mouth at all during the process of it. Um, Andrew, this... please
1: edit him liberally. He's been putting <laughs> his foot in his mouth about this for the whole week.
0: <laughs> um, I don't think I've talked about it that much, but no, I'm
1: just, I'm just yeah. uh, setting you up.
0: But um, this is sort of like a a retconning now de facto sort of origin for Nightcrawler and how he relates to Destiny and Mystique, who we knew Mystique was his mom. Um, and I think the big thing that happens in this is it's revealed that Nightcrawler is the like was birthed by destiny after being impregnated by mystique, who took a male form and impregnated her. And what is very cool about this issue is it did a very X-Men thing, but it had a larger conversation about trans representation and trans rights. And I think that the way it was represented in this was really well done. And I really liked the way that mystique was bringing it up and like telling this story to Nightcrawler and like, was defensive of the fact that he would question that that would be able to happen um, in a way that was very much like the trans rights, like conversations. And just I think there's this amazing line of dialogue um, that I'll have to see if I can find. But it's like something to the effect of like, you know, a a person's ability to be free seems to be like bound by people's ability to see black and white or something. There was just a really great line of dialogue in there. But yeah, Roman, I'm curious what you thought about this issue.
2: I thought it was a really good, um, redo of Nightcrawler's origin. I mean, it doesn't, it kind of leaves left me wondering, well, how come he has a pointed ears and a tail and has that demonic appearance if his dad isn't actually a demon, but oh well, whatever. Um, I really liked that, you know, adding that element to destiny and mystique's relationship and how deep it's been for so many decades, um
0: this line of dialogue is the only true binary division lies not between genders or sexes, sexes or sexualities. It lies between those who are allowed to be who they wish and those denied that right. That's a really fucking great line of dialogue. And and I I, I think that this didn't at any point to me feel heavy handed, but did a great job of like slipping some real world issues into the reader um, while very much still feeling like a superhero comic. You know?
2: Yeah, and 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 this being the explanation for you know what happened to mystique mentally and emotionally when when charles like told all the mutants to to you know go through the portals but then revealing spoilers people that but then revealing that there was a um decades ago Ch- mystique and destiny had gone to charles and he put a made them forget about some things and it made himself forget and then when this when he made all the mutants leave earth uh that Barrier in Mystique's head was broken, and it, it it the trauma of that coming back. This is the explanation of why she's been acting this way in the last like I don't know what three, four, five issues of Uncanny Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad they've explained it, and it's the same writer, Siskind. And I'm really glad he had this plan, and explained it so well in this issue. Um, it really paid off, and I wasn't expecting it to pay off.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Really, really well done and great. And they just sort of like do a fantastic job of doing kind of a data write-up of Mystique's powers and, you know, really clarifying the nearly Omega level nature of her
2: powers. Yeah. Yeah. There's a line in there. Something somebody says, maybe it's a little bamf that if you know, it's a good thing she wasn't, she's not interested in science so much. Otherwise, you know, she'd probably be the most powerful mutant there is maybe yeah. one of the most. Um, um.
0: So I gave that one a nine.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very well handled. Uh, very just, sensible Mm -hmm. logical and fit in with their their histories and it's going to add new story possibilities for the three characters in the the future i mean it's really cool yeah i'll give it at least a nine Uh, i'd give it a ten even except the art i was like yeah i mean the art's fine uh, it, but nothing, nothing special. It was in the consideration for a ten for me
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Andrew, he didn't stick his foot in his mouth as much as I was hoping. If you could just take out that part where I sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, I don't Jeff know enough about canceled, the conversation
0: really uh, to know if, like, maybe maybe there are people involved in that community who are like, no, I don't like that. You know, like I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But to yeah, me, I don't. As a not super involved part of the community, I, I liked that it seemed like it was shining a light and spreading good word about it in a positive way
1: are you on r slash comic books jeff yeah did you see the post about this issue i saw a handful there, there um, was, was one that on was like, like, and Marvel. like well that's a heck of a retcon and i went into it expecting to have the the person who wrote the post be against it uh-huh. and there were plenty of comments in there they're like blah 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 And then the overwhelming majority of the posts that had any any upvotes at all were like, oh, yeah, this is super cool. Like, why? Why did it take so long? Why? why, What was the What was the holdup? Totally
0: makes sense to me, like with Mystique's powers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the OP in one of the comment threads mentioned that they thought it was super cool, too. And it it was just like, yeah, that's it's comic books, man. Yeah. Like this is this is ridiculous and also kind of relevant to the the conversation in the world right now,
2: totally. Yeah. But I think it's less ridiculous than Nightcrawler's previous origin that it, you know his dad is a demon. <laughs> I agree. That's just so yeah. obvious, you know. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Um,
1: okay. What if we had a mutant who decided the sound effects of everybody? Mm, mm. So they the the mutant chose Snicked and Pamph,
0: mm. right? So Their only power is to be changing the way that people perceive sound around.
2: I like. Your stimuli,
1: the sound design of fellow mutants. <laughs>
2: God, that made me think. We had that guy, don't we? But no, I'm thinking of the Onomatopoeia, the oh, Green Arrow villain. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Did that bad
0: guy originally appear in Kevin Smith's Green Arrow run?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, he did. I think
1: Onomatopoeia did. Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, because he he yeah he would only say sound effects, right?
0: Okay, yeah. I haven't read yeah. it. So I yeah. I always thought he first first appeared in Batman Cacophony and then Widening Gyre.
1: That series, that Green Arrow series was the first time that I read a comic and thought this is bad writing. Mm. And like almost dropped the comic because the writer was so bad. I until then I hadn't even really noticed when writers changed. Wow.
0: That's a yeah. guy who doesn't like Kevin Smith.
1: No, it was it was Kevin Smith that I liked and then it was there was like a three-issue run in there with uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow that was just fucking horrid. Ugh. And not nearly um, as good as the Judd Winnick that had come right before it.
0: Jengo, what else in your big old stack of comics do you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: Uh, there's, a, there's a couple.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: I'm going to give you a really slow buckshot. You don't have to time me or anything. Cool. Go but for it. Yeah. You should be fucking reading Local Man. It's so good. It's so good. I think. Uh, did you read this issue, Jeff?
0: No, I didn't. I did put the co- paperback aside to, to read, and then I sold it to somebody like an hour later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think you could grab this issue. I think you would enjoy this issue. It's got some stuff kind of like the, uh, the book that we just talked about, um, the Swan Songs. Uh, the main character gets dosed with uh, some sort of acid, and he's walking through the mountains and interacting with his word balloons hmm. a lot. And okay. yeah, um, just, a, just yet another really, really well done issue in that series. Um, and I could, who is that writer? I, uh, it's Tony fleeces who did the okay. the dogs. one about the dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, Tim Seeley is helping out with it too. So mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of pretty, pretty good writers. I usually fall off of Tim Seeley stuff, but I'm really, really digging this one um berserker fallen empire did either you read that Mm -mm. it's excellent it's got some great twists it's got some disgusting stuff it's got nipples jeff Uh
0: oh okay i had fallen off that book but maybe there's room to uh get back on
1: nipples and decapitations i think i think you might Uh, you might enjoy it Um, just
0: writing himself into having sex with beautiful
1: women yeah (laughs) and then women with no noses like it's it's sexy and also really Nostless. disturbing. Um, I I keep thinking, eh, maybe I don't need to read Berserker again. Oh, the artist changed and then it's really good. Um, Ribbon Queen was great. Mm. Yeah, Batman the Brave and the Bold was great. Ribbon Queen has stayed good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All okay. right, Roman, you're reading it. Is this issue
0: four? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, this is great. Um, five. five. Okay. I think I'm behind four and five. It's just so, so horrible and satisfying that the, uh, you know, women women and women's spirits taking revenge on shitty ass men and it's Ooh, cool <laughs> that's what it's about okay
1: yeah and that's... and we get some nice flashbacks to haunted forests and medieval times Ooh, yeah
2: yeah and it's just it's a cool nasty visual the way they the ribbon Reuben queen out. unribbons people mm-hmm. and poor horses too this issue but yeah but you know um, they, they could get out of the way
1: <laughs> roman are you reading batman brave and the bold
2: you know, I'm I'm not. And I was for a while, at least some of the, the Tom King story or certain segments I was, but then I got confused and lost track.
1: We're seven issues in, and this is the first time I've read all the stories. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's really good. That it, it follows up that amazing Guillaume March story that we had. Yeah, last I totally month.
0: forgot about that story, and now I can't wait to read this issue. It just frustrates me on from a publishing standpoint quite a bit.
1: You know, one one thing about publishing that I think i think is frustrating to retailers because we're dealing with this stuff week in and week out but makes an amount of sense for the publishers is i don't think that the weekly comics make as much of a difference at this point as they used to so all they need is long term a story they can collect
0: Mm, yeah i totally
1: who cares if the issues don't do well because barnes and noble and amazon don't sell the issues right like What's the highest selling comic? 100,000 copies tops.
0: Yeah, I would just love some foresight into like how long a story was going to have been and then plan your publication to make some sense around that. Like if the Tom yeah. King one was going to be every other issue, cool, make it every other issue. If it was two on, too off, two on, too off, cool, do that. But it's been totally inconsistent and yeah. I don't like having to work you know, to figure out if this is the issue. Like it doesn't you have to like open the comic and like doesn't even have credits on the cover, does it? Yeah,
1: it's very sly. They don't put the credits on the cover and they've kept, I think, the same cover artist.
0: Yeah, they have. It's been Simone de Yeah, it would just have been, I think, not a tremendous amount of more work to make it a lot easier for retailers, but primarily readers to be able to keep track of it. And I think that like it put retailers in a bad spot by putting a very high demand story in it for people to subscribe to. And then all of these people subscribe to this expensive book that has had many issues without that pre story. But that's just me getting a crawl on it. I, I actually brought one home to read and then uh, brought it back because I bring all my comics back and then forgot to bring it home again. And I that Gil March story was fucking great last time.
1: So and this one doesn't have the things that I loved about the last one. Uh, but it's excellent anyway. Yeah. Like what I loved about that last one was just this Batman who doesn't know who he is hanging out with a little girl who looks like she could be his Robin. Like I love that shit. And this one has like a very different thrust and it's got some problems with the storytelling. Um, There's, there's some flashback stuff that I didn't know was a flashback um, because of some art angles and decisions. But uh, once I figured it out, I was like, Oh, this is, this is some Todd, Top, 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 top notch Batman stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, they've had great creators on there for the most part. Um, just make it make sense, guys.
1: Did you guys read Penguin? No, it's the one issue in my stack
0: I haven't read yet.
1: All right. We don't have to talk about it. It's it's good. Of course, it's good. Okay, so Tom King, yeah. Batman Brave and the Bold, Penguin. Also, he's doing stuff for a lot of other publishers all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think that he had an agreement with DC or a pseudo falling out with DC or is he just stretching his legs? Like is, is he being cutthroat with his career or did something happen to shake up his business model as a writer?
0: I, if I had to guess, and it's all speculation, I would just guess that it's like wanting to try something else. Like in hearing him talk about doing the kind of round of promotion before danger street and another book that was coming out or is coming out. Um, He's kind of talked about a desire to write the least known characters mm-hmm. like he is seeking that. So to me, that seems in line with kind of a personality of somebody who is kind of seeking doing different types of things. If I had to guess like so. Animal Farm. Yeah, that... talk about
1: poorly known comic book characters. It's yeah. the pig from Animal Farm. He's going to make us like it, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah it's you know Because he's going to be doing Wonder Woman for quite a while I, I, I don't question the strength of his Relationship with those peoples but I do think That he's probably at a point now where it's A very logical plateau shifting Of like alright I've done as well As I can do at DC like I'm doing yeah. Very well so for I can career... even sell
1: issue 7 of A comic I'm not in that has an $8 Cover price yeah exactly Exactly
0: yeah. Um, so yeah I assume He's just stretching his legs hopefully I only want good things for him uh, go for it.
1: Did either of you read Green Lantern number two? That's the one I wanted to bring up. Nice. Yeah, let's, I to bring up. <laughs> Let's, let's uh, talk about it, Roman. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it was great, you know, and and it's so it's so cool that same week that that uh, X Men Blue Mystique Destiny issue came out. This issue came out, number two of Alan Scott Green Lantern. Um, And it's all about how in 1938, he checked himself into Arkham Asylum voluntarily because he was so upset over losing his lover on that battleship. And, you know, at the time, you know, in those times, he checked himself in to go through conversion therapy and try and get rid of his his homosexuality. Um, And this issue is just the story of that. And it adds a retcon to his origin that when I was reading, I was thinking, oh, boy, this is going to piss off all those, you know, old old guys that can't deal with these changes but they did it in such a cool way it retconned his origin but it also just still flows right into the same origin because in this story he gets his the magic lantern from one of the other um from somebody else that's here in arkham who's not there voluntarily um he gets it from this, from this guy but then he still ends up on in the train crash which is the original golden age that's when the lantern showed up was he woke he wakes up in the train wreckage and there's this green lantern um Mm -hmm. so they kept that they kept that that he still ends up on the train crash and that's when his power manifest um it was just so well done oh yeah who's writing this um tim sheridan oh yeah i I forget what else he's done
1: i i had a different read on it rome like i'm not a i'm not a huge green lantern fan certainly not a like alternate green I, i not alternate but Like, I don't go deep on the Green Lantern lore. Uh, Anything I say here is going to make me sound like an asshole. I didn't believe (laughs) that there was a character in the 30s who was using uh, uh, a masculine person using she, her pronouns. That rang super false to me. I'm not a person who was in that situation in that time period. Um, and maybe that was a thing, but it felt like the first time that I had ever read, uh, something that had people in that time period using pronouns that weren't obvious. Yeah. And it really, really distracted me from the story. Um, and, and felt a little, just, just a little try hard and I'm happy to be wrong about that. Um, but it it distracted me from the story quite a bit.
2: Yeah. No, I, I could I could see that. I did wonder about that when that character and him and Alan, or her and Alan become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did wonder, especially because Alan is, and, and you know, some people just do that no matter what time period. And he's, Alan Scott so automatically just accepts it and uses right. the proper pronoun. Um, but I did wonder how did that happen? I mean, supposedly that kind of thing has happened throughout history. Um, so I did wonder about it. But, and also the fact that, you know, well, this person is, she's locked up in here against her will. Right. So that kind of, so I kind of think, well, I guess it, maybe it did it wasn't publicly accepted at all. And even in the prison, or not prison, the asylum, but, you know, prison basically. Yeah. Um, the guards do not treat that character well. And I don't know if they show how any other inmates interact with that person. Yeah, They're not, not in, really. And yeah, not inmates. That's the wrong word. Um, What do you, what do they call you when you're a involuntarily locked up in an
1: asylum Aren't you an inmate i guess i guess patience I guess, yeah. patience and i suppose i also this. really really don't like lobotomy stories especially when mm. i like somebody like i like that character and they got lobotomized yeah. like that i that's probably one of the first internal consistencies about myself that jeff pointed out that i hadn't ever noticed before but lobotomies make me very sad and uncomfortable mm.
2: I don't remember that at all. As, I, <laughs> as I don't well.
1: know. I don't know what it was about, but yeah, I I uh, do not like lobotomization.
2: I was just trying as, to trace well down
0: the should. history of early instances of people using different pronouns, and there's instances of people as far back as 1969 talking about using alternate pronouns and going out in drag, but I'm not able to see things earlier than that.
1: And this character's like. They they have a blonde wig on at one point, but they've got a big, curly, old-timey cowboy mustache for the whole thing. Yeah, I could like see it was, that. It was less of a drag situation and more... Yeah, I don't know. I It's it's a dumb thing to get hung up on. No. It just felt out of genre to me. And it might be because all of the other media that I've been involved with um, having to do with that subject in that time period don't uh. cover it. Which, you know, fine. That's that's a shortcoming on my part because of the rest of media. but.
0: No, I, 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 you know, I also think in a world where there's a large push for inclusion and and stuff, sometimes people can stumble uh, in trying to be inclusion uh, inclusive while not maybe being historically accurate and stuff, which is what
1: it seems like that kind of is to me. But yeah, and Roman loved it, and didn't,
0: yeah, doesn't need to speak yeah. to the quality of the thing, but I, I could totally see that being a thing. That yeah, it could the story
1: one be
2: wonders about it, but that's why also, I wanted to look it up, but I couldn't find any. Yeah. But also, on the other hand, you know, since you know, trans people, lesbians, gays, everybody that hasn't been straight and white has been hidden and and that's true. Forced to, to not be acknowledged throughout history, it's like, oh, well, well, maybe there were some folks using mm-hmm. trying to use the pronoun pronoun that they are back then, um, and we never hear about it because right. It that's up. a great point.
1: I'll I'll take it as a as a failing on my part. No, no, I don't think um, it's a failing.
2: I I mean, listen,
1: Django. I'm not saying
0: it's a failing on your part, and I'm the first person to jump on and say it's a failing on Django's part if I can.
1: All it would take is one person in 1938 or whatever to use she/her pronouns and have a mustache for me to be an asshole right here. So, and
0: it would, and I'm going to take the
1: numbers that I'm the asshole here. It's it's a pretty easy (laughs) stretch
0: to think that that could could be a thing. Yeah,
1: and Um, and for for a superhero to take it in stride. you know totally fine what what kind of score would you give it roman oh i'll give it a
2: okay i give it a boy i can give it a nine another nine
1: nine i'm gonna give it a seven and a half um also i didn't read the first issue so i don't know how this compares to the first issue Mm -hmm. uh i think we i I forgot to grab it and we sold out or something but we did
2: i liked liked it a little more than the first issue uh, but i like the first issue too
1: i wish i liked green lantern guys Django,
0: before we get out of here, you held up a comic that I think we should talk about because it is worth mentioning how much Hayden Sherman's art is reminiscent of Barry Windsor Smith's <gasps> in Predator Holy shit! Did you not Predator realize it Wolverine was Hayden Sherman? Three.
1: I didn't know it was Hayden Sherman. I just knew that I fucking <laughs> like this comic.
0: Classic Hayden Sherman, right? Oh my God, I love yeah. this guy. Yeah, we just got shermed. <laughs> I was looking Holy for it because he did the final three shit. pages yeah. of issue two. So I was like, oh, I hope that means he's doing the bulk of issue three.
1: (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's amazing. Um, Yeah. So we have three artists in here. Ken Lashley, Hayden Sherman and K Zama. Um, None of them offended me, but Hayden Sherman excited me. (laughs)
0: Like it's it is so different than Barry Windsor Smith, but so reminiscent of it
1: it's yeah it's it's the perfect kind of rhyme to his art Mm -hmm. and like if you put that helmet on wolverine you could have anybody draw it and i would probably be tempted to read it right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah um he falls from space to earth and it's awesome
1: without a space Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Falls from face to earth yeah um if yeah so this is this is following the if you're not reading it just read it um, it's
0: so fun and yeah. it's not even like dumb fun. It's not really dumb. It's just fun and kind of outside it, it. The dumbness is like, oh, it's two very different franchises interacting. But like it's played pretty straight and not yeah. to a detriment.
1: Yeah. And it's I mean, one, one of my favorite things about Wolverine is how he and and this is probably not as true now, but how he has a past that we don't know about. Right, Mm -hmm. Or that he doesn't know about. You can put anything in there. Yeah, you can put anything in there. And I think at this point, they've mostly just packed that to the gills where every Mm -hmm. second of every day of Wolverine's...
0: Like the Batman Batman training period.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's no real time. You have to kind of pick and choose what he could actually do in a year. But if you're going to say that the Predator came down and took him into space and tore his face off and, and Wolverine jumped out of a spaceship and landed back on Earth and then got stuck back in the Weapon X experiment, and then they base the helmet on the Predator's helmet? If you're going to tell me that, I believe you.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah. And on that note, I give it an 8.5. I broke eight, my thing. Eight and a half for me. Yeah. yeah, eight and a half. yeah it, it can't yeah. quite be a nine. It's can not It's not a nine, but it's better it's than It's almost eight. a nine.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I suppose I I give it an eight and a half. It was a, it was a really fun story. I, and Guys. I still... Yeah, go I ahead. St- oh, it still kind of bugs me that, you know, I kind of prefer Wolverine like in the, I don't know, early 80s, I guess it was, where he would get really messed up and it would take him a week to recover. Uh-huh. I think I think it's a little too silly that he can be like fall to earth and burn up into just a skeleton and then still somehow regenerate from that. Yeah, I love and, it. But- I mean, he's fresh quickly. out of the Weapon X bath, Roman. <laughs> it's yeah, like a bubble got, bath. but, but there's better. no. It's like that no, like no, Star Wars tank. But there's no tissue. <laughs> he's got his own internal back to tank. Yeah but there's no <laughs> tissues left. No meat.
1: Okay. What is, what well that's why from?
0: with the adamantium he's the perfect weapon because the bones can't break and it's all stored in the bones.
1: Back to <laughs> ah, bones as we call
2: it. You can't hurt his brain. So I figured his brain burnt up inside his his metal lined helm
1: or skull. It's called regeneration, Roman. Yeah,
2: as the
0: cells are dying because they're burning and apoptosis is occurring, they're regenerating as at an even quicker rate. Uh, but yeah wolverine's... again the speed well, of it i like I, I i think i totally agree if it weren't so in the culture that he you know heals real quickly i would love if we were at right now is that like if he fell to earth he was going to be out for like a month and a half i would yeah. love that
2: yeah wolverine's just too damn tough and we don't kind know what is, much though.
0: time yeah it takes here like it you know like he when they grab him from the hole he's just like a flimsy fleshy bone thing which is slightly better than where he was on the other page.
1: Wait a minute. What? Does he have adamantium tendons? No. Fuck it. it, I don't believe anything Wolverine does. (laughs) If he doesn't have adamantium tendons, I'm out. Wow, I never even thought about that. (laughs) He should Uh, just be a sack of bones dropping out of space. (laughs) And
0: on that note, we're going to get the fuck out of here because we've gone long, but we love you all. This is The Comics Place Presents, a perfectly acceptable podcast, and we will see you all next week for episode 352. 6,
2: I don't know. Django, do you have something you want to say? No, 3.30 something.
1: I have a voicemail. What? Let's do it. Let's do it as, as, uh, let's, okay, guys, let's close it out and then we'll trick them and we'll do a voicemail.
0: All right, but we got to hurry because it's late. I'm Jeff. I'm Django. I'm, I'm Ted. See you there.
1: Okay, and now I'm going to go in here and I'm going to get this, this audio file here. Hey, friends, it's everyone's 17th favorite Canadian. Moving 17. I know it
3: was 16 and then there was like a revote and recount and Hanging, I don't know (laughs) this. This whole top one favorite Canadian thing is so confusing and and really cumbersome and taking a lot of my time up, frankly. But (laughs) listen, I had meant to call last week about Batman Offworld and I didn't get a chance to. But Mm. it, it like Batman isn't a character I necessarily equate with outer space. And I'm just wondering, what do you guys think are other kind of really key non outer space characters getting their outer space on. Personally, like I think of Starman, Star is My Destination. You know, Jack Knight wasn't really so much of a outer space dude. He was very much a kind of boots on the ground Opal City guy. But that was like such a great arc. And it it took like, I think it was like a year or two that 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 story went over. Um, The other one I can think of off the top of my head is Venom Space Knight you know, Eddie Brock was never really outer space thing. Then there's the whole flash Thompson stuff. But venom was, I, I honestly mm-hmm. think the venom space night stuff is some of my favorite venom stories of all time. Just curious what you guys think. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. And
0: love you, Brian. I'm, I'm
3: literally going to see you guys in a couple of months. Yes. I can't wait.
0: Ooh. February buddy. Close,
3: fellas. See fellows. soon. two
0: months away. Can't wait. Um, that's a really great question. So so the question is, you know, feed on the ground, people who are, have made it to space and not just people you wouldn't want to see in space because like the daredevil came to mind as somebody who like seems landlocked to me. But people who've done well in space, uh, the first one that comes to mind for me was the I think it was Greg Rucka did a Cyclops miniseries and Marvel now was happening where it was like him and his dad. And it was but it was like young Cyclops hmm. in space. That was good. And I don't I mean, I guess X-Men has spent a fair amount of time in space. But that to me was was one that was good.
1: I mean, Wonder Woman's been to space. Uh-huh. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me.
2: I'm sure there were stories I could picture pan, a panel or two where, with Wonder Woman stories, like in the golden age where she's got her invisible jet, but she's in space. Yeah. <laughs> Going between worlds. Hmm. I can't really think of any. At first, I thought the question was, who do who would you want to see in a space adventure? And I was thinking Spider Man, mm-hmm. but I can't. I think don't want to see Spider Man in a space adventure. See,
1: and we got that with Secret Wars, right?
2: And we've gotten it with other things too. But yeah. Oh, I want to see him, flop, you know, bouncing around on the moon. But I guess yeah, in Secret Wars, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all I can think of is like, and it doesn't really count because it's Ben Grimm. He's part of the Fantastic I Four. Thinking... But, but when he was with Guardians of the Galaxy, I wish it had been longer actually, because I wanted to see him adventuring in space on spaceships with a different team
1: can i tell you guys who i'm glad has never gone to space to my knowledge yeah the shadow mm-hmm. i think that would be a very hard thing to write
0: i just had one
1: was yeah. it mr pineapple robe Man? dude your robe matches your guitar
0: i know <laughs> uh i did just think
1: of one and now it's gone also matches your favorite movie the minions yeah, those guys are cute.
0: Dang, Brian, I'm sorry. I'm going to try and remember it so I can tell you.
1: Okay, does... Uh... Oh, oh,
0: mine was oh. going to be... Uh, So this is only half, but like Thor it goes through the ethereal sort of like, you know, world tree realms. But in the Jason Aaron run, he was spending a lot of time with like space sharks and spacing out there, which mm-hmm. maybe you could say he was always in space, but I, I that felt a little different to me um that was you know kind of like space knight thor at times but maybe he's always been like that
1: that was kind of the first thor i encountered so i just took it for granted but you're right it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for a blonde god to be in space
2: with a space goat that like takes him all around but yeah that's interesting because i think of thor as he's in space all the time
0: yeah and i Um, i could totally see that as well i usually think of it as like you know the the realms but yeah yeah
1: yeah Okay. That's,
0: that's a tough one.
1: I don't want to spin us off into a whole other thing because Jeff's, nope. we gotta go. Jeff's getting antsy. Look at that guy. But you, dear listener, consider this and email us, write us, call us, send us a voicemail, something, get, get a hold of us and tell us yeah. which space characters you don't like on Earth. Mm. I don't like it when Lobo goes to Earth. I think that's stupid and he should mm. stay away from Earth.
2: Star-Lord. No. All right. I don't like it when Galactus comes to Earth because he eats us. <laughs> oh, I love Galactus. <laughs> Alright,
0: I'm gonna go. I love you guys. See you all next week. Bye. Good Jack. luck everybody bye, Roman. Bye bye. Enjoy Christmas this week.